Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast We Are All Psychic. And today we have a really cool guest and she is uh, named Mary and, and she is right here. Hello, Mary. Would you like to say hello? Hi, everyone. And they said hi back. I know they did in their hearts and souls. <laughs> and uh, Misty, would you like to ask Mary a question? I sure would. Mary, do you think that we're all psychic? Absolutely. I think that we all are born open to some degree and it's kind of whether or not we want to pursue it. I was, I personally was born very open. So what that meant for me was that I could look at someone and honestly hear their thoughts and everybody that's just a common thing. I always hear everybody say, and I'm like, Oh, you have no idea what you're asking. That, <laughs> that, it's so it's so you much like word for word, like word for word, or do you just kind of know the gist of the main things they're thinking about? I would know at least the gist when I was okay. little. Wow. And then that would be enough, you know, that I immediately knew who I needed to stay away from or who I was safe with, you know, who I just needed to watch, whatever the case may be. And then the older I got, being a little kid, you don't, as an adult, I can look back and see, you know, the things that we think that we never say. Yeah. As a little kid, you really don't know that. Don't filter. Yeah. Yeah. You you hear it and then you're like, wow, what's really, you know, they're scary. And in fact, they're, not, they're just having a bad day or somebody, you know, rubs in the wrong way. Yeah. And. The older I got, the more I, I kind of learned that, but I ended up having to go to like a private school and there were some really great kids that I went to school with. And there were some that of course weren't so great. Um, and the ones that weren't so great, I could hear their thoughts or when they were coming to me for something, you know, and they wanted something my, else. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and, oh, Mary, how are you? You know, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what you want. You're trying to get something out of me, and that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, there there happened to be an adult that was in this institution. And every time I saw them, this, I would get a trigger in my head saying, keep your eye on that person. And... I would, they would always stare back at me like, why is that creepy child watching me? And, <laughs> and, and, and I got that a lot. So, you know, I'm used to it. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I would do that. And I would just, like every time they came around and they were around quite a bit. Um, it was, it wasn't until years later that I learned that. They were, in fact, harming children. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense now. You know, as a little child, were they going to show me that? Nope. Yeah, you know, right. I, my guides are going to protect me to some degree, you know, from that knowledge. But they did tell me enough. Keep your eye on this person. This right. person is not a safe person. And so it was, it was just an interesting circle of events. But that, that's how it played out. That is, yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that 
we all have it to some degree. It just some of us are born more open than others. And I think a lot of us do it on the fly. We, yes. You, you know, we, we ask our guides for help. We ask for things, you know, we, or we get our guidance, you know, at the least opportune time. Well, you know, <laughs> good we'll point. Make- yeah, we do. <laughs> Say, hey, I know you're about to have a car wreck, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I'm making dinner, I'm fighting yeah. the dog off, you know, I'm doing all these other things. And yeah. oh, yeah, by the way, this didn't work out because of, oh, well, yeah, okay, <laughs> thanks. You know, I'll get back to that later. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, so that to me is really, yeah, I think just people don't, they don't catch that sometimes the voice, that inner dialogue that they have. Is their guides? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Me neither. Yeah. yeah, there Sucks. are times when I'm doing readings and I hear that, and I'll hear it in my own voice or I'll hear it in a different voice, and it's, and I forget that fact that sometimes it's just that inner dialogue is them coming through. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, and I think that's something people expect this big grand picture right yeah they're when they're talking about it you know and they or they think what we experience and they don't realize sometimes our experiences are basic level stuff sometimes it's yeah. just a voice in that's our a, head that's or a gut feeling yeah, a gut feeling yeah. yeah maybe a flash of a picture you know i may not get exactly what they're talking about but they'll show me a picture of something that happened you know, in my relationships or in my life, yes. I'll be like, okay, I know what the situation's about now. Right. You know, I know exactly. what, you know, I know what's, I know where we're going with this. I can take this somewhere. I have so many yeah. questions. Yeah. In your right. head. Yeah. I have so many questions. Like at first, like I'm wondering when you were younger and you were hearing thoughts, most telepaths don't know it. They're telepaths. Or telepath, telepathic, you know, they don't know they're telepathic from my experience. Now, did you know that you were different or did you think everybody was like you, like hearing thoughts and understanding what people were thinking about? Or when did you find out that most people weren't doing that? Um, I think I always kind of knew it. Yeah. It was just because people's reactions would be different than mine. Um, I've always been a people watcher. So, yeah watching others and you know them not reacting or seeing a teacher and them not responding you know after i hear something it'd be like okay they you know they're not uh, hearing you back kind yeah. of thing. yeah yeah so, so that tested was always, it interesting yeah yeah, yeah. there's a, there's something like about having a really intelligent mind that to be able to, at that age to discern from testing it like that you know i mean that's really mm-hmm. interesting to me um and i'm really curious about like when your guides when you realized the guides were coming through for you what, what was did you always just know they were guides like you said open like did you know what they were or did you think everybody had them or did you realize that was also something that maybe people weren't working with um to me it was just it felt like instinct it yeah just felt, it was just so second nature to me i didn't think about the source of it right um and once you know i did actually you know confide in my mom okay i hear this 
you know, you know, where is this coming from? What, yeah. what is this about? And, you know, the mom response of, you ignore it, it'll go away. Um, what was her <laughs> response? <laughs> yeah. My mom would just say, it's your imagination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mom right. was, ignore yeah. it, it'll go Hard away. Yeah. And then and the older I got, the more I realized she ignored it. So it went away. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's how it worked for her. But, and it did for me, like once I had, the, once I was at that private school after a while, I did suppress it because it was kind of, it kind of became a survival instinct. I couldn't function um, I had the same problem with the empathy. I didn't have the yeah. knowing the thoughts that much, but the empathy was so yeah, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like I just I went boom at like twenty two and didn't get out of bed for a year and a half, you know, or twenty three oh, yeah. or something, you know. I was just like, hey, yeah, oh, yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it, it took that overwhelming. Long. It took a yeah. while. Yeah, and then when I was in my early twenties, um, I worked for an agency that we worked with substance abuse, and a lot of the staff were into spirituality and were psychics to some degree or mediums. So we all actually, it became a comforting um, environment for me to start opening up again. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, one of them, one of the counselors in particular really worked with me on opening back up and it was really nice and really reassuring and a safe environment to do so. that's just the best and um like when when you finally got to meet through the podcast and before that i'd started to meet a few people who you know read tarot or something like that and then more people who are more in depth into other subjects of energy work and it feels so good and through the podcast i've met a lot more people i can talk to about this stuff because there's hard there aren't many people how did you feel when when you first were able to be yourself basically about that you know um relieved yeah you know yeah it was just very it was very comforting and very um I had felt in I did not realize that how incomplete I was feeling until that moment yeah and once I did I was just like okay you know and then I started you know doing the glow-ups and everything was expanding for me yeah and then you know you kind of learn to weather those storms as they come across but um yeah it was really it just i felt whole again that's awesome yeah i'm starting to feel like so much more i I mean knowing that there's other people who go through the stuff on a daily you know the the ups and downs of it it's just life but for us or working with our energy all the time you know pretty much we are, you know, <laughs> uh, what's right. for me is once I started, you know, I can kind of like shift out of it or shift into it, turn it off, turn it on kind of, but not very well. I don't, it just, it's like into my work, other work and, you know, into other things I do for money and into my friendships and into my relationships, you know, it goes into like everything pretty much after a while of doing it. I'm sure you, I mean, but I, you know, it's very interesting. We very rarely have people on the podcast who will say I will I was reading minds and I remember it you know they remember they some of them will come and say I think I had it going on when I was a kid but it, you know they they told me not to and etc cetera, etc cetera. or they were developed they had parents who developed it for with them their parents were already right. into stuff 
but it's very rare to have someone like what you can remember about your early childhood and, and this experience, you know, we've mm-hmm. never had anyone really talk about that early of an experience. Um, I don't remember anybody talking in like with that much specifics to it, you know? So yeah. uh, I think that's just really amazing. You must have a great memory, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you must have like story. I mean, I'm curious. This is something that we've talked about in podcasts just because because you have such a good memory. Do you remember your readings? Because a lot of us don't, and some of us do. You know, it's like weird. You do? Yeah. Yep. You remember? Usually, usually I can hear something and trigger. Okay. You know, and then it's like it'll play back in my head. It's like yeah, okay, where we left off. This is what you know. This is what's going on now. This is how it changed. Yeah. And, one thing it's kind of nice to be able to remember my readings and then to you know move forward yeah with the next reading is sometimes they'll clue me in that okay you know um free will took over here this is you know somebody turned left when they were supposed to turn right and hey man it was out of our hands yeah Um, Yeah. you know and we can kind of go from there okay that's where we were at this point this has changed now where are we? Right, right. And I really like, to me, it's important to really empower the people that I read for. Me too. Um, I really want them to feel like they're in control. So many people come to us and they feel like they have no say. They feel like they have no control. That no options. Yeah. Act, yeah. And I really want them to feel that, that, you know, no, you have choices. You have options. You know, you you impact the situation. It's not just yeah. someone making a choice and you having to live with it. No, it's not. And it's a really hard place to get to for a lot of people that right. they have a say that they are important, you know, no matter what someone told them or they believed about themselves. And it's hard to get them to realize they even believe it about themselves. A lot of times it's, it's years and years before they realize that, you know, that they do that they that they think that way about themselves. That they aren't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does take years for them to realize it. Sometimes, you know, it takes a couple sessions and they, yeah. they start working on the things they're learning instead of just still focusing on after the reading, focusing on the, the predictions, you know, right. Instead of the, the, the self heal, the self work we do in the session, you know, and, uh, usually that's what they, they come back, you know? So I think that's, they are thinking about that. They just takes them longer to, to really right. break out. Cause they've been, some of these people have been horribly talked to or, or abused or just treated like they're worthless, you know, all their lives. And uh, they're not, <laughs> you know, they're, they're finding that out through people who do readings for them or people who came into their lives who really love them. And there's not a lot of people who do because they don't expect them to, you know, they, they know the kind of love that is, damaged and and will damage them that's all they've known for love because you know a lot of the people i've i read for you know they've just had really hard upbringings and you know dating really young and having older men and you know just stuff like that it's just getting really you know told in the process you have no say like you said Mm -hmm. you know um and he will go out with you so go out with him you know that kind of thing you know she will you know do this do this for mom or whatever you know even the men get it so um it's just some parents that you know just want to think i i personally think some parents want to like live vicariously through their children not all of them but a lot of them and they also some parents i've seen 
think the kids reflect on them somehow, like what society will think of them. That's yeah, kind of yeah. getting faded out though, you know? I mean, right. I think that, that we're, I think we're getting to the point where that's, but I, I still come across, I'm, I'm hesitant to read for younger, younger ages, but usually it depends on their maturity level and where they're at with things and their spirituality and where their parents support is with it. Um, but I've had some where they um, really just take to that growth and, you know, okay, so I can do this. I, you know, yeah. I, it's not, um, you know, because, because my parents did it this way does not mean I have to do it this way. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. And I think that's important. So they're not living in a shadow. Right. Exactly. And to realize, I think that's one of the best realizations anyone can have is to realize how much free will we really do have, how much say I, you know, you, all three of us really do have in our lives around, you know, people who care about us and how we say it. And, you know, we have, we, we do, we can say the things we're told not to, <laughs> you know, basically, exactly. you know, and we got to live with it. They don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh, I'd love to hear. So listeners, um, Mary was going to tell us about a technique she uses, and I'm very curious about it. So she's going to teach it to us. Okay. I do with very specifically with my guides, a to-do list. And that really stems from, like I said, I would ask them questions on the fly, you know, um, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to make this happen? Or how, you know, why did this play out the way it did? And I'll be thinking that as I'm driving down the street or I, as I'm getting a pop, you know, yeah. I, when I, when my focus isn't completely there and I would get responses, but I would get responses in the same fashion when I wasn't completely focused. You didn't grab it and hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'd miss the train altogether. <laughs> <laughs> so what I learned to do, and I would sit down very specifically with literally, you know, you can buy them at the grocery store, the to-do lists. Yeah. Um, and I would start it out, you know, uh, dear guides, thank you for all that you've done for me. And I appreciate what you do for me and the things that I don't know you're doing for me, but I need some help, <laughs> you know, and then I'll list two or three things. Um, you know, can you help me understand such and such, uh, you know, um, or can you give me clarity? Can you, can you make something happen for me? You know? Um, and I don't, I don't ever venture more than two or three things because it's tough for me then to catch those responses. Right. And, yeah. then, and then I'll say, you know, um, if you could do this in the next week for me, answer these questions in the next week for me, you know, I would appreciate it. Thank you for all you do. Mary. So I write him a little letter, you know, with the to-do list. And I've never, I've never had a to-do list that did not get completely answered. And I've been doing it for a few years now. And it will be, you know, and I think a lot of it is just stopping and taking, for some people, they do meditation. For me, uh, that doesn't work so much. Can't shut off the brain. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I can sit down and write. 
and do that and take that five, 10 minutes to sit there and say, okay, you know, can you help me with these three things right now? And mindfully, I will get responses back that are for those three things. Because you put the intention out there or ask them mindfully. Yeah. Right. I love that. Interesting. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to try it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I am too. I recommend it to a lot of my clients and a lot of them do it now. That is really awesome. I am totally, I'm going to do that when we end the podcast, I think, as it's compiling. (laughs) Misty, I know you have some questions. Well, yeah, um, of course I have questions. um, (laughs) The question I want to ask you is, so you said that you uh, started to really, you know, mature more in your growth when you started working, you know, with these other people that were, you know, on the same level as you were. So what made you decide to start working with using your gift to help other people? Where were you at in your life and and what made you decide to do that? Um, My work, like now I read full time. Prior to then, I worked in human services for about a decade. So I worked in domestic violence shelters and in substance abuse. So I did human services. My job was always to help people. And I think it kind of, I think it was kind of, um, they play off each other. Yeah. That empath empath in me was drawn to that line of work. Yeah, I can see that. And then, you know, once I kind of found that niche in that little, that specific agency, um, it really helped me grow. And then just, it, it really helped me communicate with my clients and understand them more. It helped me, it helped me when I was trying to work with them in the most difficult times, because it was a 28 day stay at the substance abuse treatment center. And in 28 days, you're tackling a lot of information. You're tackling past traumas. You're tackling developing new coping skills. You know, how to live in an environment with 20 other women. And they're all in various forms of detoxing and growth. And, you know, so, I mean, you have so much going on. Yeah. That it really... It helped me tap into a person, you know, okay, so at times, you know, I would see someone and they're acting at a younger age group, maybe, than what they really were. Well, that would help me understand, okay, at this age group, something happened to them. Okay, what happened to them, guys? Tell me what happened. What am I dealing with right now? Okay, they were abused at this point you know, dad left at this point, um, whatever the case may have been. And then I could say, okay, they're feeling abandoned. How did I trigger that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay you know, I stepped on it this way. I got to go back and clarify. That's not what I meant. Right. I bet you helped so many people. Oh, that sounds like amazing for an empath. That's like the perfect job for them. <laughs> yeah. Really? I loved it. Yeah, I I mean, that would be like a a dream job for me, you know, because because I'm a highly empath as well. And and I'm a highly empath person as well. And, um, you know, just to help people is what I love to do, too. And it sounds like you love to do the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I'd probably still be working there, but you, you decided to just get out of that one and just start working, you know, individually and helping people, you know, right. on your own. Through reading so in particular or. Um, I got burned out that, that line of work, the average person lasts about two years. Yeah, um, yeah. Before they re- reach burnout, I was lucky. I think my gifts and things kind of help play that. Yeah, uh, yes. Seeing that stuff all day long, every day would be hard for yeah. a lot of people. I, I couldn't do it. You know, yeah. Miss, you guys. Yeah. I know Misty could. And I'm obviously you can. You, you've yeah. proven you can. But, you know, so, I, mean, you know I, I could maybe do it for a few years, but I don't know. Like when she just said that, you know, I had to think about it for a minute. You know, <laughs> did you really? <laughs> Every day for you know what five days a week for 10 years i i don't i don't have the answer to that i don't know yeah, yeah. and then now you know and then i did office work for a while and that was actually more stressful because um again you get that empathic stuff and if you share an office with a bunch of people you're picking stuff up mm-hmm. you don't know who it just shot out of mm-hmm. but it's yours now yeah they feel better yeah 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 they feel great you on the (laughs) other hand are a mess Um, right i had a boss who he would have bad meeting and he would come down there and it took me a while to see the correlation um because there was four or five of us in the office he would just come in after a meeting to you know decompress and all of a sudden i would get short fused and yeah. I would just be so stressed out. And I would be like, oh, my God, how, why, just, mm, you know, everybody and everything. And then he would leave the office and I would go back to being normal. <laughs> you had a big <laughs> presence. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, it's him. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah. Um, so you I put it on a list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> himself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do a lot with like cleansings and spiritual cleansings and things of that nature. And if I'm going, you know, if I'm going to go with somebody that I know is just knee deep in it right now for whatever they may be going through in their life, then you know I'll do a cleansing before I go, and I'll do a cleansing when I'm done and just really make sure that I keep my protection up so that I can empathize without actually caring for them because that is part of their, their growth. And that's really a hard thing for an empath, I think, to understand and to get at times. True. It is. It's very difficult. And, you know, we're we're tempted to take it. Learned. Yeah, you've learned so much from every job that you've done to be able to to get to where you are now. I can only imagine. To me, it also sounds like maybe there was a bit of a like questioning, like if you wanted to follow a more spiritual aspect of it for a long time. It kind of sounds like, and Mm -hmm. you're like in a practical, very practical way helping people and spiritually, but not with that title, so so to speak, or with that right that focus, I should say. And mm-hmm. and now you're doing it with a spiritual focus, it sounds like, which is what you were almost like you were training for that side of it all along. It sounds right. like so. yeah. was there a, yeah, like was there a point when you decided to go with the more spiritual aspect of the I think when I when I left the office environment and I focused on readings full time is just kind of that moment where 
um, I kind of just opened up to my guys and said, okay, you know, you guys are running the show now. And it's funny because they, they really dictate to me, you know, this is how this reading is going to go. And this is, you know, um, talk to them about this and, you know, or started off asking them, where are they spiritually? You yeah. know, do they believe in God? Are they, you know, polytheistic? What, what are they looking at? Right. Um, because, you know, you're going to need to know this as we go. Okay. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's awesome. That's really yeah. good. So. Did you keep your notes or do you throw them away? Your to-do I don't list. Keep oh, no. my, keep them. my to-do list? I keep them. Yeah. <laughs> you keep them? Yep. Awesome. Okay. I was just yep. wondering if you looked back on them and, and kept them or just threw them away. Nope. I keep them. I would too. That's pretty. I'd write something down about how it happened. Like my inside. I'd leave room, I guess. Yeah. I think so. that's what I'll do. I'll leave yeah. room to write I, what I, happens. I'm usually spaced out and I'll usually put, you know, just jot a little something down. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, do you have uh, any advice? I, I have a question. Do you have any advice for people who might, um, well, first of all, where can listeners find you? Um, I, uh, they can find me on Facebook. Facebook. My, my, what I read under is dreaming orchids, Oracle readings. Okay. And then, or on the web dreaming orchids.com. Yeah. And you're also, a, an Everclear advisor, right? Yes. Under Teresa G. Teresa G. Okay. I'll yep. put all the listeners, I'll put all that information in the podcast description. And um, so you can find her because you need to, <laughs> so she can read your mind. I do actually have like, ask, I was going to ask for advice about you know, anyone who's listening to this, who has that skill, like, so defined for them that they know what it is. They know it, you know, and maybe they're struggling with it in some way about it, like not fitting in, not, not having that feeling yet of connection. Like, like they, like you did when you first started working and found other people who were spiritual like that and had those kinds of skills. Um, any advice for them? Maybe like waiting for those kinds of people to come into their life or should they go find them or. Um, I have always, I have, a, I have been blessed that the right teacher has been there at the right time. So sometimes it may be something as simple as this, listening to a podcast and thinking, oh, you know what? These people get me. And hearing the different topics every podcast and reaching out and learning that way. Um, I always strongly suggest people avoid gatekeeping, which and which would be somebody who tells you. You can't be a reader and be a Christian, or you can't be a reader. Yeah, you can't do this and that. Yeah. No, you can be whatever. You can. <laughs> I don't like that either. Um, yeah, it drives me crazy. Me um, but yes, absolutely. Um, if you don't, if you don't have people around you that feel you feel comfortable with, um, reading books are great. Great, great advice. Reasons. Yes. Um, listening to different people, getting different, just different perspectives. Um, I think now the technology we have with us, um, you know, we we have so much more access to things than we had, you know, when back when I was in my twenties and which was right. a lot There's no ago, and I want to yeah. admit. 
There's yeah. no excuse. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. <laughs> I don't know that. People, but now we can kind of do it on our own. We can. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Misty. Uh, I do want to say thank you, Misty, and thank you, Mary, for coming today. And I'd like to also thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And uh, yes, we love Everclear. So, um, and lastly, of course, love to thank the listeners. And the, uh, this is not a, this is an audio podcast, so we can't thank the watchers unless they are watching us through remote viewing right now at this moment or they're going back in the past or maybe like a few weeks ago they went into the future and watched this podcast while we were doing it i imagine that's the only way they could be watching it (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm sure there's other ways they can get into my computer and watch the file (laughs) throwing it out that's real exciting yeah i mean this this video is just totally exciting you're missing a whole whole okay i'm done thank you listeners we love you love you Bye. bye